0: Welcome back to Bible Pillars for today. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. I'm so excited for our coming together again for study. I pray that the last video that you looked at, that you liked it or didn't like it, and that you shared it and make sure you subscribe. And whoever you share it with, make sure you ask them, to hit the subscribe button as well. Thank you very much. That helps us a lot in our rating to know that you are watching. Today we're going to go into another phase of study. But let us pray first. Do you have your pencil and your paper and your Bible with you? And even your tape recorder. I just get tickled when I say that because my brother keeps telling me I'm back in the old fashion. But some of us are just that way, aren't we? Let's pray. Lord, open down mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy word. Let me know it in my head, store it in my heart, show it in my life, and then sow it in this world. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let us start our new study. And our study is a Bible prophecy adventure. Oh, excitement, right? A Bible prophecy adventure. That's what we're going to start with our studies. And we're talking about the book of Revelation. Revelation is a book of prophecy. It explains the past and reveals the future. You will We'll be amazed as our world's exciting future opens. We will actually see the future before it happens. How about that? Wouldn't you like to know before it happens what's going to happen? Then Revelation, it is an open book. It says it in Revelation 22.10 that it is an open book. Revelation 22.10 says, And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Now this was John, and it was told to him by the angel to not to seal this book. Revelation is an open book. It was written especially for our times, the last days of earth history. A very special blessing is even promised to those of us who will study and follow God's counsel found in this book? We find this in Revelation one three. Revelation one three says this: "Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand." So it is for us today. Let's look at some of these blessed promises that we're given. Number one, it will greatly benefit our personal life. Mm. Two, we will have a new understanding of world history. So that's something. Three, we will discover shocking events about to take place on earth and we will be prepared for them. Don't you want to be prepared for any event that's about to happen? And four, we will recognize the centuries long warfare between God and Satan as it affects our future. Five, we will discover the devil's plan to ensnare us. Forewarning, you and I can avoid his traps. Both God and Satan seek for our loyalty. Many though, Honor the devil today without even knowing it. I don't want to be doing that. What about you? Six, we will be astonished as the great God of heaven and his son, Jesus Christ, says to us through the Holy Scriptures and the Word. We're going to be astonished about what we're told. And then seven, the Bible is God's Word. It is not like any other book. We will receive its enormous rewards only as we pray for God's guidance when we study. Amen. Amen. Eight. The study of Revelation will lead us to the most momentous decisions of our life. We will be excited and overjoyed. Well, you know we will. Because when it goes to talking about all these, all these signs of, of, of beasts and things, we're going to really be excited when we find out what it really, really represents. Nine, we will come face to face with Jesus Christ in the most startling manner. We will see him in a new and wonderful light. Remember, this book is the book of Revelation and this revelation is of Jesus Christ. That's what Revelation 1-1 tells us. Number 10, our mind will expand and our whole life will take on new meaning as we study the book of Revelation. We will treasure God's vast storehouse of valuable information and you will say and I will say, now I understand the book of Revelation. The word study, 2 Timothy 2.15 gives us an insight about the word study. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to study that we can rightly divide God's word. Now we're going to read in our Bibles together, Revelation 1 verses 1 through 5. We're going to find five steps of the book of Revelation. Revelation 1, 1 through 5. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bare wet record of the word of God, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, five, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the king of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amen. Five steps in the book of Revelation was taught there. God gave it to his son, Jesus. Jesus gave it to the angel. The angel gave it to John. John wrote it in a book. And then John sent the book to the seven churches in Asia. Amen, amen. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Did you know all that? We're learning, aren't we? We're learning. God will bless those who read this book. Let's read what it says about God's blessing of those who will read. Revelation 1.3 says this, and I'm going to say the first word, blessed, which King James says, but the Good News Bible says happy. Happy is the one who reads this book and happy are those who listen to the words of this prophetic message and obey it Obey what is written in the book for the time is near when all these things will happen. Something's about to happen and we need to know it. What do you think about that? And it says, who did God, whom did God say the scriptures reveal? The scriptures really do reveal someone. And so we want to read John 5:39 to find out who they reveal, you know, when we're reading the scriptures, because we see so many symbolic, um, maybe a horse or uh, dragons and all that, we get our minds attached to those symbols when we don't realize there is really a great, great message. And this is what John 5 39 says. And it's in red, so Jesus is saying this Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Now Jesus was speaking. So the me is Jesus. He's saying, you think you're finding a whole lot. You think you'll find eternal life there. But you're finding out about me. And so we want to continue to search the scripture. Why did Jesus speak in parables? Have you ever thought about that? Because you would think if he said a parable and I didn't understand what that parable meant. Would he want me not to understand? Let's see what Luke eight ten says. Luke eight ten says this and he said unto you, It is given to the know, given, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but the others in parables, that seeing they might not see, hearing they may not hear, they may not understand. So there are some that God do not want them to understand. I wonder why. I'm sure it's not because God has just chosen a few and not everyone. Because remember John 3.16? For God so loved a little bit of the world? No, the whole world. So therefore we know that he doesn't have respect of people. But there are some that do not speak of him from their heart only from their mouths, and their hearts are far from them, far from him. And so those are the ones that he will speak in parables in a secret language that they don't have understanding. Because what would they do with it? You think of your enemy. If you told your enemy something about yourself, would they use it for good or would they use it for bad? Hmm. Let's review the book of Revelation. Let's look at the chapters and see what the chapters are talking about. Chapter one talks about Revelation's hero that appears. Two and three is the seven symbolic churches. Four and five is talking about opening a locked book. Six, talk about four mysterious horsemen. Seven, God's seal for survival. I want that. God have a seal for survival. I surely want that. What about you? Eight and nine. Seven, terrible trumpets. Uh Uh-oh. Ten, eating the bittersweet. Don't that sound funny? Something bitter, but it's sweet? Wow. Eleven, two weeping witnesses. Twelve, woman and the moon. Mm. Thirteen, the mark of the beast. Everybody wants to know about that. Fourteen, three angels' messages. Fourteen, three angels' messages. 15 and 16, Grapes of God's Wrath. 17 and 18, Mystic Babylon the Great. 19, Rider on a White Horse. Mm, 20, we've studied this before. Satan Bound a Thousand Years. 21 and 22, New Heaven and New Earth. Wow, sounds adventurous to me. A Bible prophecy adventure. That's what we're going on. Let's look a little closer into the book of Revelation. Let's see, can we understand some of the symbols? Well, all of the symbols in Revelation. We're just going to cover three of them for today. Let's see. Beast. Let's see what Beast says. Daniel 7, 23. Daniel 7, 23. It says, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be devised from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it into pieces. So beasts represent kingdoms in Bible prophecy. You hear that little bird? Well, that little bird Just means that one of my alarms, yeah, they need a new battery. So please excuse that little bird, because that little bird is trying to act out on me. It didn't do it before we start this study, but it's doing it now. So just ignore that. Water. Let's look at water. Let's go to Revelation 17, 15. It's going to tell us what water represents and Bible prophecy. It says, Revelation 17, 15, you there? It says, And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the horse sitteth, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues. So, water represents peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And then day, D-A-Y, a day. Ezekiel 4, 6. Ezekiel 4, 6 says this about a day. What does it represent? And Bible prophecy it says, and when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on thy right side and then shalt bear the iniquity and you should bear the iniquity of the house of Judah 40 days. And I have appointed thee each day for a year. Oh, so day represents a year. But let's look at one more text that talks about the day. That's Numbers fourteen thirty four. Numbers 1344. thirteen forty four. Thirteen. Numbers fourteen thirty four. Get it right, Lenore. Numbers fourteen thirty four, and it says this: After the number of the days, the days in which you search the land, even forty days, each day for a year shall ye bear your iniquities even forty years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. So that lets us know day represents a year. And that's only three of the symbols in the book of Revelation. We will study about more later. The author, I mean the authority of Bible prophecy, let's look at some of that. It says, how reliable is a book? the Bible prophecies. Let's look at 2 Peter 1.19, 2 Peter 1.19, where it says, where unto, where unto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. We have a more sure word of prophecy, Revelation says. And that's in, when you look at the King James Version, it says that we have a more sure word of prophecy. So it's reliable. And then does God really warn against the private interpretation? We've studied this text before, 2 Peter 1.20, 2 Peter one twenty, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. So everyone can learn the book of Revelation is not private at all. And then Revelation 22, 18 and 19 talks about adding and taking away from the words of this prophecy. 18 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man, shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Oh my goodness, 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. I don't think we want to add or take away from the book of this prophecy. I don't want the plagues that are listed in this, in this in this book, Revelation. And I definitely don't want my name taken out of the book of life. And I definitely don't want to not make it into the holy city. What about you? Why do some say then that Revelation can't be understood? Why do they say that? There is a reason. Reading Isaiah 29, 10-14, it tells us why. Some people are in spiritual stupor. They are in a spiritual stupor. Let's listen to it. Isaiah 29, 10-14 says, For the Lord has poured out unto you the spirit of deep sleep, and has closed your eyes, and prophets and your rulers and seers have he covered 11. And the vision of all is become unto you as the word of the Bible that is sealed, which man delivered to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. 12. And the book is delivered to him that is learned, uh, not learned, sorry, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. 13. Wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth mm, and their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart from me. And he said, far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by precepts of men. They're in a spiritual stupor. So that's when the book of Revelation is not able to be understood by a person. It's because their eyes are covered. They have no understanding. They don't even desire. They're talking a good game, as we say in this world. But they're not showing the same. How much of the Bible is inspired? Well, we've studied this text, 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. So all of the Bible is inspired. What can happen if we twist the scriptures. We learn that our names can be taken out of the book of life. We learn that we will not get go into the holy city. We learn that the plagues can come upon us. But Second Peter three sixteen 16 gives us a little more light. It says this is what, and I'm reading from the Good News Bible, this is what he says in all his letters when he writes on the subject. There are some difficult things in his letters which ignorant and unstable people explain falsely, as they do with other passages of the scripture. So they bring on their own destruction. I do not want destruction to come upon my life. So I am not going to twist the word of God. I am going to try to teach exactly what the word of God says. So pray for me. Now we're gonna to go to six important keys. We've studied them as we've gone through, but we're going to review. And they're gonna come from other texts. I'm not gonna go and read the text, but I'm gonna give you the text for you to study in your time. And I'm going to give you just a short um, understanding of what the text is saying. First Corinthians 2.14. I must have spiritual discernment. Now we can't get spiritual discernment until we allow the Spirit of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, to enter into us, to live with us. That's when we get this spiritual discernment. It does not come from a carnal mind. Amen. Revelation 21.6 says, I must thirst for truth. So I must desire to seek after truth, to study like we're trying to do, like we've been doing for several videos now. Second, Timothy 2 Timothy 2:15. I must study the scriptures. I must study the scriptures. So remember, and you and I we're together and the world, whomever is watching, but there's time you need to sit alone by yourself to go back over some of your studies. The more you study, the more it gets into your Remember? We want us we ask him to put it in our heads. Store it in our heart. Mm-hmm. It won't be done just by grazing over it. We have to continue to study. Acts 17 11. Acts 17 11 says, I must test all beliefs. Don't accept anything I say or anyone else say from the Word of God unless you go and search it for yourself. And you know, it is so much easier to study the Word of God nowadays. You have so much. So many resources out there that can teach you. Yes, you can get some error out there. But if you search three or four things, if they're not saying the same thing, you need to find out which one of them telling the truth and which one of them not. And you can do that as well. And one way to really do it is read your Bible for yourself. Search the scripture. Pray before you ever read the scriptures. Pray asking God for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And he will give it. He wants to do it. He's listening for us. Amen. Revelation 1.3. Revelation 1.3 says, I must keep things written. If I learn it, it's not good enough to just learn it. I must follow after it. I must keep it as well. John 7.17. I must do his will. So to learn it, then to keep it, is doing His will. Amen? But we can't know His will if we don't study His will. So, bring it all together. To clearly understand, I must have spiritual insight, which is given to those who love and serve God. And I must be willing to do God's will as it becomes clear to me. To disobey God's truth after it is revealed is a dangerous thing. We don't want to be caught there. Amen? We do not want to be caught there. All right, as we finish up, what promise is given to those who obey? We have two texts. Revelation 3.10, it says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth. I think we need that. We need that guardian angel to protect us from the temptations coming. Revelation twenty two fourteen. 14. Blessed. Remember, happy, but Blessed. Are they that do his commandments? They that they may that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. I want to enter into that gate of the city. What about you? I want to see you, I want to see all of my friends, right? I want to see that. Are you willing? Are you willing? To be obedient to God's will. To his truths that we discover. We are going on a Bible prophecy adventure. Come go with me. Invite a friend to come along. Remember, when you look at this video, like it. Dislike it. Share it. And make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you do that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. You give us joy, joy, joy in our hearts as we study and we learn. Draw us closer to you. Help us choose you through these times that we are going in. Help us be obedient. Wear our mask. Wash our hands. Social distance. Help us to Be careful in these times that we're in and help us love one another. Forgive us though for our shortcomings where we sin against you and against each other. We pray that you will save us in the end and we know you will because you promised. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Come back. Bible Prophecy Adventure. Remember. Like, dislike, share, and make sure you subscribe. God bless you. Keep us in your prayers. We love you.